Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Struggling Hunters. We're working hard every day on trying to find our successes and sharing them with you on this podcast. I am Eric. I'm Joe. And we are the Struggling Hunters. 100%. (laughs) Hey, guys. uh, Before we get into the show, I just wanted to go over a few things. Uh, thanks for all the engagement that you guys have been giving us. You know, we're, we're kind of a small, small channel right now, but we are growing slowly, but surely getting a little more uh, attention our way. And it means a lot. Uh, with that said, uh, as for, if you're on YouTube, uh, hit that like button. It helps our algorithm on the growth. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. It'd be much appreciated. With that said, also uh, the podcast portion, one way that we can grow is if you think that somebody would enjoy our content, consider sharing that podcast with one of your friends and uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, Moving on, Joe, you went hunting this last weekend. You want to take it over and talk about what you went through. Yeah, so uh, I went through, had some fun. Uh, I tried to do, try to, you know, I probably didn't do everything. Well, did everything the best of my ability. Um, don't know if that's what anyone else would have done, but this is what I did. So Friday I got off early again, uh, went to another spot that I haven't hunted, never hunted before. I always, I would always drive past it and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go, you know, to me, I was like, oh, it's a big steep hill. You get to get up into there. No one's probably ever really hiked up in there in my head. <laughs> I was like, oh, no one's going to be up there. So deer are going to be everywhere. <laughs> so, and so as I went, I went hiking up, got, got almost to the top. And I, I think I, I busted a deer, you know, like I was walking kind of this, this clearing up some scrub oak and I saw the deer kind of run off I think it was a doe um I'm not 100% sure I took a couple steps and I stood there forever just to see what happened what would happen and uh the does I could hear it or with the deer I can hear it moving around in there and then it sounded like it was walking closer to me then I think it I don't know if it winded me or what but kind of heard it kind of take off away from me again but you know it's like I didn't know I think I did the right thing you know by not pushing it or trying to go in there because it's not like that's the one of the hard things is I got all the scrub oak to hunt in it's not like I can just walk through it quietly I haven't figured out a successful way to enter it and maneuver through it because I'm scared of making noise and I know deer are a little bit more uh, weary, I guess. So whatever noise you make, they're going to be, be on you. So anyways, I've, I went off the fact that I didn't see, I did see it move and I remember seeing its head and I don't remember seeing antlers. So uh, I'm not going to kick myself too much by just letting that go. So I took off hiking some more, went up and I kind of found a nice little spot. I didn't realize it was going to open up like it did. It had a, 
the ridge I hiked up. So I had, you know, one side to it and then it had, I didn't realize it rolled over to another uh, ridge as quickly or as easy as it did and up another side. And, you know, I had this whole ravine to, uh, to watch. And so what I've been trying to do lately now is trying to find a spot that I can sit and watch and get, and hopefully get there, you know, with an hour, hour and a half of just setting. So let, to let the area get quiet. And, uh, and like I had a, a big area to watch and I was like, oh, I'm for sure going to see something, you know, like something good. And, uh, sat there for a little bit, caught some movement out of the corner of my eye, looked over and I think it was a little, a little ferret or something that was running <laughs> around. Like it wasn't a rat or, you know, it wasn't a, a squirrel. It was, uh, what else would I, would it be a mink or I don't know exactly what it was but my best description was a little little white looking ferret type thing white and brown so that was kind of fun um so i just i sat there on this ridge top glass the other side started to get dark and i saw one doe Mm. and i was kind of disappointed you know because I was like, you know, I got this area. I got a big area to watch. And, you know, of course, so I'm hunting the extended. So, you know, my area is, it, well, it's a ways out of town, but, you know, like I can hunt just outside of city limits. And, uh, and so where am I going with this? So I, am I, so I got thinking, okay, maybe they're, down a little bit lower so i was like i'll I'll take saturday went to another spot that i've hunted a couple days you know a couple weekends back and i was like well i'll I'll hunt a little lower but i got up late took you know slept in a little bit rested a little bit (laughs) and still made it up in time but uh parked got on one side where i wanted to go up and notice two hunters heading up so i was like well i'll go around the drive around and get on this other side and go up from that side. And I just was taking my time, started hiking up. And then I dropped down, down in the ravine a little bit. And I just really started taking my time. I'd I'd hike a little bit and just sit down and just watch, you know, I'd hike a little bit further, sit down and just watch and listen. And, and, uh, and I didn't see anything, but and then I looked across and kind of up from where I was at, and these two hunters topped off over the ridge side and kind of dropped down a little bit, but then they turned around and went back. Well, that's kind of interesting. But all right, well, I know there's two two hunters up there. And, and then a little bit later, uh, Doe and two and like two little yearlings come running out and down kind of not into the ravine but down a little bit and they kept moving they moved a long ways it was kind of interesting to watch but they did you know like a circle they dropped down and circled back up but it was quite a big circle that's kind of cool the doe looked like she was been running for a minute her tongue was hanging out but her little fawns behind her were just kind of like what are we doing (laughs) where are we going next and she looked kind of like she's 
wound, you know, like she was tired a little bit. So I was like, all right, well, something busted him, you know, like someone probably got a shot off or something. And I just, I just stayed there. I was like, you never know what's going to happen. And, and uh, stayed there and watched, looking across. And then I hear this, here, here sounds like B-52 bombers coming, you know, I just hear this, like, you know, it was birds is what it was, but they're, you know, like I can just, I can just hear the birds flying. Mm. Whoa, that's kind of crazy. So I look up in the up in the sky, and there's these turkeys, the big old flock of turkeys just coasting down this ravine. And I was like, "Oh, I got to get the camera out." So I get the camera out, turn it on, and I just just catch them as they're coming over the top of me. But uh, that was that was kind of that was from that kind of was my highlight. You know, I was like, "This is pretty cool." Like these turkeys, you know, people talk about them flying and stuff, and course they were gliding they weren't flapping their wings but it was a good sized turkey yeah that was coming down so that was kind of cool yeah that's awesome <laughs> and fun and uh so you know i'm thinking about this and i'm like yeah this is pretty awesome Rewatching my little video and then i noticed those guys that i saw earlier they top back over the ridge and they're kind of dropping down and like doing these little circles and starting over and going again. It's like, oh, they're acting like they shot something. And so I was like, well, I was like, I haven't, like, I see where they're at. And I was like, I haven't seen anything come out where they're at. Like, you know, like, and of course I'm camouflaged and setting, so I don't know how well I can be seen or not, you know. And so I'm watching them and I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll get my binoculars out and start just looking. And so I start glassing the hillside and I notice this little Forgenhorn way off to their west. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I lose it in the brush and it starts heading down the this down the ravine or downhill. And uh I lose it in the brush and then it pops out in this clearing and I put the glasses up on it and can't see blood but i can see that it's kind of limping a little bit you know but it's still moving pretty good and i see it's it's rounding going around the i guess you know the edge of the other ravine so i look across again i can still see the guys and and one of them stand there and i was like hey what do you guys shoot a forked horn <laughs> Was one guy, the guy that's standing there, like, looks, huh? Why do you guys shoot a forked horn? And he's all, yeah, John did. <laughs> I was like, okay, I was like, it's further down and it went, turned around, went, turned, went north. Oh, I didn't really say much. And then see him pull out his phone and then, I hear him go, yeah, there's a guy on the other side of the ravine yep, telling me. <laughs> All right. So I see his buddy. His buddy actually, like, pops out kind of where I first saw the deer and kind of when almost in the area where I last saw it. So I, I, I'm not too far down the ravine. It's not that big of a ravine that we're in. So I climb back up to the top, run – hike down you know or walk down to where i'd be straight across from the the lower dude 
and hike back down in there and he's I get down there a little bit and he starts doing this pointing like you know like down in here I'm like ah, I don't know so I hike down just a little bit further than I'm I was like, yeah, you know, I saw the buck about where you're standing, but he was heading to the west and he rounded on that knoll right there. And he's, oh, okay. And I was like, a little forky, right? Like, he's like, yeah, a little forking horn. It's like when I shot him, um, I shot him, he had a lot of blood. Like, we had a, an awesome blood trail. And then, uh, and then he goes, and then he betted, and then I guess there's two other hunters, and they they kicked him up. Oh, and, shoot! Uh, and he's like, and they, he's like, yeah, they told us that he was just shaking, you know, like he didn't look like he was gonna last very long. So they thought maybe they'd stumble on him. It's like, oh no, he was still walking when I saw him. And then he goes, yeah. So he's shooting the expandable broadheads. Yeah. He's like, I think my my blades aren't opening up when they hit. He felt kind of bad, you know, a little bit. But then he goes, I shot a forking horn last week or, or I shot one earlier and it did the same thing to me. Oh, no. Yeah. So he's like, I don't think my blades are opening up. Like, well, shoot. I mean, I got, you shot two wounded, shot two deer and wounded two of them and haven't recovered the first one and now it looks like you may not recover the second one yeah and i was i was playing with the whole like the whole thing in my head it's like well do i wasn't like it was you know like what like i said it wasn't that far of a hike to get to where he was at and i was like well do i go over and help him since i was the last one to see it you know like but evidently like i said he was standing roughly where i saw the deer last and he didn't turn up any blood at least that I know of. But then he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, so you saw him go around the knoll? He's like, yeah, I did. He's like, all right, well, thank you. <laughs> so he goes and goes around the knoll. And I was like, oh, do I go over and help him? I was like, well, I don't know. I want to be that dude. I want to fill my tag, you know. Yeah. But I was like, I, I, I'm sure the dude can use some help. But I was like, oh, best I can. He's doing what I where I told him to go. You know, like I, I really, the only thing I would be would just be an extra set of boots you know, hiking, but so I got a little selfish and was like, ah, I'm going to go hunt for myself. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got turned around and started hiking up the hill. And when I did that, I noticed him and his buddy were coming back towards where, where I was talking to him at. And, and I get, you know, what they were thinking because a deer is usually going to head downhill, but you know, I saw the deer go around the knoll, but you know, I, I can't say what happened after I didn't see him. So, so I don't know. So, you know, anyway, I was like, well, I know that I was going to go over to where they were hunting and, and, uh, and hunt, hunt in that area because four years ago, five years ago, when I had a bow tag, deer tag, I, I went into this area and, I saw a nice three point and I had an up, I, I had a little, I had a four point walk right past me while my bow was sitting on the ground. So I was going, I was like, Oh, I've seen success there. I'm going to go back over there. Yeah. And, but, and then I was like, well, shoot, there's four hunters over there and they already shot and wounded one, one buck, you know, like my odds aren't going to be very good to stick there. So I, 
and then it's getting kind of late in the day and i guess late in the day for this time of year is you know two to three o'clock right and uh so i was like well i gotta start getting to where i want to be for this evening and so I, there's a couple little points off this trail that i could pull off and look and and uh and as i do that i'm looking and i go go get back on the trail and i see these two other hunters heading up the same trail that i'm gonna go up and i was like oh man <laughs> So I let them go up the trail and I was like, well, I guess what I can do, I can see the trail from this knoll right here. I just left. I'll just go over that knoll and just kind of watch and see if they kick anything up, you know, just watch the back door, I guess. And I did that and watch them go up a little bit and I didn't see anything kick out. And, and, uh, anyway, then, so I get back on the trail. Oh, bumped into this other guy that was just a hiker earlier earlier in the about mid-morning and he, he was asking if i was hunting turkeys or deer and i was like oh deer and he's like oh come down to my house they just ate they ate all my peppers in my, in my garden up this summer I that. <laughs> I was like, man if i could hunt in the city i would <laughs> so and then as i get i get back on the trail and i bump into him again and we talked for a little bit and he's like, oh, yeah, I saw some like up the trail. He's like, I saw some up there. Um, but he's like, yeah, there's also this other spot. You sh- if you want, you can go check out too. They told me this little spring that he's had heard of people and seen people have success out of. So I'm going to go try that, that tomorrow. Awesome. Um, Cause it's just, it's not that far of a hike. And I, I think I can get there get off of work on time or normal time and get there before it gets dark. Like I'll, I'll probably have like 45 minutes ish, mm-hmm. but you know, it's 45 minutes to hunt. So I'm going to try it. So anyways, get like, I, so I get back on the trail heading up and then running these two other hikers and like, Oh yeah, we saw, you know, a handful of deer up there and you, you know, you get up there, hopefully you have some success. Like, Oh, thank you. And, He's like you with those other two hunters like no we're a separate party and but it, it was like it was a good hike like there was a couple i my my lungs got exercised a couple times like you know, burnt. <laughs> i was like am i sure i want to do this and like I, so then i go i start thinking in my head i was like well i know down below there's been a bunch of hunters my only option now is to get away from all that activity so my only option is to go go further up the mountain so, all right, I keep going and, so, and then get up there a little bit. And I can see like this little ridge kind of go off and it kind of opened up. I look over there and there's those two hunters that were in front of me. They're down, they're heading, heading that way. I was like, well, I'll let them have that and I'll just keep hiking, you know, keep heading up. I don't know where I'm going. I haven't been up here before, so I'm, but I'm going to go until I see something yeah. that I like. And uh, so I get up there a little further and and it opens up, it opens up really good. And there's a couple little knolls and it's kind of an interesting spot. There's this little knoll and then the whole hillside, it's kind of like little this little saddle. And then it goes a little bit and it goes up and then it, it stays like, oh, there's some scrub in the center of it. And then it opens back up on top of it. And there's just this big area that I can sit and that, you know, that I can watch. And 
the best spot was to sit on the lower side of it on this little knoll so I can watch this whole area. I figured I wouldn't be able to look back down as good as I can look up. And I had, you know, maybe how probably two hours ish, hour and a half, two hours till dark. And I was like, there's no way I can cover all this, but I can at least see something, you know, like this is a big enough area. Hopefully you see something. And those, so I'm sitting there, I got myself little, I got myself set up, got my jacket on, my gloves on, you know, it's, it's getting, it's cold out there now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you stop moving and sweating, like, you know, that you get cold. Um, I'm, you know, I put my backpack on the side of me to kind of act as a windbreak. And then I look down on the trail and the two hunters come up and, and uh, they they get to where I think they I think they saw me. I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't be because I I didn't I was just sitting on top of this little knoll. Yeah. And uh, they looked. I think they looked over at me, and then they kind of like got disgusted a little bit and turned around and headed back down. I was like, part of me is like I wouldn't have cared if they came up and talked to me, you know, and was like, hey, see anything? You know, can we sit with you? Like, you know, I was in one of those moods that like you know it is what it is. It, big enough area that normally you know anyway so it took off went back down and i was like, all right i got this kind of nice got this whole area to myself so just just when it's starting to get dark i look up and i see a doe and two i think it's two fawns but three does and, and i look a little further to the right and i see one, this one one doe and i see this other one that's kind of acting not funny but you know like just jumping around you know and trying to get this other one's attention so i'm thinking in the rut it's like oh that one must be a buck so i put up my binoculars and sure enough it has some antlers on it and and i was like all right now i gotta figure out you know now i have some choices <laughs> you know like do, what am i gonna do because i had the main thing was i was losing light i you know like i was playing with time so I could either sit and watch to see what they did, which I would have enjoyed that too, had I not had a tag in my pocket, or do I try to make a play on it and try to race against the clock? And I was like, well, race against the clock. Like seasons, you know, I got another week or so till the season's over. I got to start taking advantage of every little chance I got. So I put all my stuff in my backpack and, all right, how am I going to do this? So the trail went went up through the scrub oak, luckily, and that can cover me. And then, you know, up where they were, the thing that's for me what that I didn't really liked was, you know, like I had to. Well, I guess what that's hard about bow hunting is you have to lose sight of the deer, you know, to get close. So you can't always just keep your you can't always keep your eye on it, and. uh so I was working up the up the trail using the scrub oak, and I was like, oh, I think I'm staying pretty quiet. I had the wind blowing in my face, and I was like, okay, this is good. And uh, so I get up there, and I get to the edge of the scrub oak, and I look up and find where the deer are, and there they are staring right at me. <laughs> like, well, they know I'm here. <laughs> and uh, And but the scrub oak kind of peeled away to my right, and uh, and then kind of had this little outcropping that come up 
And so I was like, well, I'll just use that. You know, I'll stay in the tree line or the scrub oak line and follow that around. And I followed that around and I was okay. I feel like I can see the bigger hillside now. Now I got to find the buck. So I put my glasses up and look where those does are. And I just start going to the right. And there's the buck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dang it. I was hoping he would make his way down, you know, towards me as I was going around instead of going up so high. So I was like, all right. So I pulled out my range finder. I'm 148 yards. Mm. I was like, man, (laughs) had I had a rifle, I filled my tag. (laughs) So now I got another dilemma. Still racing the clock. I absolutely have no cover to use to get between me and the deer. So, and I just got an open field, like either way. Like, you know, I just, I'm like, what do I do? I was like, so I, I had a little buck, buck grunt call thing. So I blew on that a couple of times and they just stared down there at me. I was sitting behind some bushes, you know, and I was just hoping that maybe they thought I was another deer and just start get curious and come down. But I couldn't sit there long any longer because I was racing against the clock. So I was like, well, I got to make something happen. <laughs> it's like, they're still sitting here staring at me and they're not running off like probably cause they can't smell me. <laughs> and so, and then they're used to people hiking along the trail. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll use, I'll say that's it and use that as my advantage. And I'm just going to go. I noticed that like, you know, the hill, the, the, the scrub oak that they were, so they're standing on a, on a scrub oak line, like a tree line. And the, that were the line that they're standing that scrub oak went far enough and then the curvature of the hill dropped away and out of sight. But so I was like, I'll just use that. So I, I took off walking across this meadow and they're staring right at me, but I'm walking away from them. And I dropped down out of sight due to the curvature of the, of the hill. And I get to the scrub oak meadow, uh, tree line. And so I start using that tree line to go up. And I, and I wish I could have, you know, like went out of sight, let them settle down a little bit and then start working my way up. But because I was racing against the clock, I just, you know, I had to keep moving. And then I, I got going up and I could see them like on the tree line, stepping out a little bit and they'd step back in. And that buck was still sitting on, standing on the outside of the tree line. And, uh, it's okay, a little closer. But I was like, I don't, I can't keep moving. I want to slow up. Like, you know, everything in me was like, slow down. Let them, let them get used to you being there, you know, like let them get, get, but I was like, I can't, I'm running out of light and they're still standing there. So I'll just keep going. So, you know, I, not that I ran at them, but like I, I worked my way up slow and then saw this bush and I was like trying to, okay, I think that bush is way under 50 yards. I'll get up to that bush and then I'll step out to, I could step to the left or the right, make a shot. And I was like, I'll step out to the right. So that way, you know, I'd have a, a clearer field of view. So I get right behind the bush, the buck's still standing out on, on the scrub oak line. And I go to step around and one of the does had a, just had enough and she busts and takes off running and, and takes them all with her. So uh. Oh, dang it, man. Just if I could have had five more, you know, like five more seconds, 10 more seconds. I but, how clo- I, 
did you say how close you were that before before they busted out? I think I was about fifty yards. Okay. Dang. Yeah. What a bummer. Yeah. So. Uh, so at least I got on to something, but. But yeah, so that was that was fun. It was interesting. It was an experience. Like the whole, like I said, the whole time I was like, they see me, but they're not running. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just keep pushing it. (laughs) Man. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Well, luckily. Oh, this is like your last weekend, huh? Yep. Coming up. Well, I don't know. There's still a chance. <laughs> I'm hoping so. And I found a new little. I found a new new area to hunt. And I'm trying to decide. I went up there tonight. I got off early enough. I went to the eye doctor and got some contacts. <laughs> but uh, so I got off work to go to that. And then I had to got out. Then I got done with that early enough that I could hunt for a little bit this evening. So I ran ran up and and went to this new little area. And uh, I, I, I didn't see anything, but there's another hunter up there and he's like, Oh, there's a nice little three by two up there. I was like, Oh, really? I'll, I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's just right up there. I never, he told me where he was and I got close to the area. But I never saw him. I think I saw a, a two does down way down a ridge, but I'm try, trying to decide how I want to, how I wanted to go about this weekend. I feel like this area that there's not going to be as much pressure, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so that was my, uh, that was my Saturday last Saturday hunt. That was fun. It was. Yeah. At least you got close. Yeah. Just got to get, just got to close the distance. I mean, (laughs) Without them knowing I'm there. <laughs> well, what's another way to put it? Gotta gotta finish the just gotta finish the job. I mean, at least you're getting close now, but now now it's time to seal the deal. Yeah. Uh that's tough though. <laughs> at least yeah, you, yeah, at least you have that long season though. I mean Yeah, that's it's been a, it's been fun. Yeah. God, it's been been a struggle though, hasn't it? It has. It's been a, it's been an experience. I've been trying, you know, I was like telling talking to Jen, I was like, man, I've been I've been hunting since August. Like it's been fun kind of getting out, you know, spending every Saturday or whatnot and out there doing doing hunting and experience. You think I'd clued into some stuff by now, but <laughs> I haven't yet. <laughs> Well, I think I think some of it though is just trying to get where they're at. True. I mean, I think uh, I think for both of us this year, we just you know my hunt was a lot shorter, obviously, but for both of us, it's just been hard to get where the animals are at. And that, so I tracked myself out as I left that spot, and I was uh, I was two miles from the truck so 
So I was kind of away from everybody. I thought maybe they'd be a little bit lower, but I think there's enough pressure lower that they're kind of pushed up a little bit more. Yeah. Or or into the city limits more too. So but well yeah, that's that's what's hard trying to understand where they're at. You know, you think you know where they're at, but they're only at where they're at, where where you find them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like that kind of brings us to that article that we were gonna go over. Right. Yeah, with, I definitely uh, do. I mean, it kind of it kind of parallels pretty pretty nicely. So, um, hunt where the deer are, not where you think they are. Yeah. Uh, it's this article on GoHunt.com. Um, who's the Who's the guy that wrote this? Um, I'd like to give him credit so we're not right. I thought God, oh, all it does is just give you took the picture. Yeah, Chris Chris Novell. Yeah, well, I think it's Brady. Some isn't it? I think so off of gohan.com but he kind of goes into that kind of what you were saying about um about the crowds yeah you know trying to get away from the crowds where the crowds are uh i mean i think that was something that you obviously did a good job of you saw hunters walking one way so you tried to walk the other sounds like that area can be fairly pressured huh at times yeah so yeah, it, it has it. Like I said, it was a trailhead, and like the one side that I was at the first time, there was a parking lot, a bigger parking lot where people parked to, to unload their ATVs and whatnot. And like I said, when I was sitting there, I saw two guys hunting up from that side, so I went around the other side, hoping that like you know, their their activity beating me into that area would push stuff my way. But yeah, it, it's still between hunting and hikers that area is a is kind of a i guess pressured area yeah you know uh this article obviously it says one thing it says is is getting away from the crowds but sometimes whenever you're kind of left with little to no choice you know i mean you're trying to stay away from people but sometimes you got to utilize other people for your own benefit too and and hope that kind of it's kind of a a wish and a prayer, but hoping that they, they maybe jump something for you and kind of push it your way. I mean, so even though you want to get away from the crowds, if you're in a particular situation, like you were, uh, the next best thing is kind of use the crowds in your favor. Doesn't always work. Didn't really work for me this year, but (laughs) well, I'm sure it did. You just weren't in the right spot for it to work (laughs) or that too, for sure. Still trying to figure that one out. Right. <laughs> Try, trying to break that one down to see <laughs> see where I could have uh, done a little bit better. But um but yeah, I mean I mean sometimes that's all you got, but I mean you I you know, part of your part of your hunt story, it seemed like you kind of ran into a lot of lot of people and you were the one that went the other way. So toward the end there when those other hunters kind of left your area for you, 
I mean, you, you were nice enough to let a lot of people, you diverted from your plan plenty of times to, uh, to let them hit their area. So, I mean, I think it was only fair for you to kind of stay where you were and let those other guys go find a new spot. <laughs> but, uh, but the other thing too, that like, you know, as I, as I read this article, um, I try to like replay my hunt in my head too. Uh, is like, you know, he, you know, he talks about, you know, a, a, a buck's uh, daily routine. You know, it basically boils down to feed, cover, and water. You know, but you throw in pressure and that kind of all goes out the window. Like they're going to sacrifice. I don't know. I don't know what exactly that looks like, what that sacrifice is on one towards the other. Now, evidently, they got to feed. So maybe it's more, you know, you got to think, you know, where they're, they're going to be covered at too. So find those covered areas and their bed. I don't know. That's what, what I'm trying to figure out myself. Like, you know, I evidently, um, I got some pressured areas and so I got to, and then it talks about too, is getting away from people. And so now I got to find, you know, like I said, I was two miles in last weekend to where I, had that opportunity with that buck so you know I'm in my head I'm like okay do I do that again or do I go two miles and further you know which is hard hard to hard uh, hard to know but I feel like I'm if you have anything you want to talk about let me know I just I have some ideas as I'm trying to like I said dissect my hunt on what we read and compare it to what I'm doing and what what he says yeah, um, no, you're crushing it. So I'll, I'll jump in if anything pops in my head. But so you know, he talks about you know how people. Uh, so going off of what I said, trying to go two miles in or deeper. So you know, I have I saw a little buck under two miles. It's probably like a half mile up in this same area, but you know I didn't really see any success until I went two miles back. And so in in the article, he talks about how people are always talking. So I think he's talking about hunting the third season in Colorado, right? Yeah, he's basically he was going off of uh, this last year and, and, and the fact that he got a successful buck, which there's a picture on, on the article and it's a pretty nice buck. It looks like a can't, – can't tell if there's eye guards there, but it looks like a five by five. Can't. Um yeah but it's pretty nice looking buck but yeah he's talking about third uh third season this year and and how he found his success in the late season so kind of like what i'm doing too in the later this late season so he talks you know like he was saying that like people talk you know oh you got to be at eight thousand feet to have success and he's like i was up at 10 so like i'm in my head i'm like okay i didn't really see any decent success till I was at two miles in. So is that like my, my limit? Like, okay, I got to get two miles and further. Is that my 10,000 feet? You know? Right. That, yeah, that makes sense. Cause that's, that's what he was saying is, is uh, the deer's habits. Maybe, maybe most of the time they do try to get 
between 8,000 and 6,000 feet, but because of pressure, they're going to stay up where, where they were a little bit longer, depending on the pressure and how that's pushing them. So when like you, you know, you didn't start seeing more activity until two miles in, that's probably because there was so much pressure between two miles and to the pickup truck. So, you know, they're going to stay a little further back in the woods. I mean, that's my interpretation of kind of the information that you've given me. And, and what that article says is, is like you said, like your 10,000 feet is two miles in, maybe even further in. Right. So, but yeah, so I mean, I, I think, you know, this article is written pretty good. I like it because it's not that long of an article and he's given you a, quite a few topics to mow over and not making you read a big book on it either. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of straight to the point. Yeah. Maybe we'll put a, we'll look into putting a link to the article in the description or something. Yeah. I think we could do that. But that that was another thing too, because I feel like this happens a lot for struggling hunters. Is is uh, one one of his opening lines somewhere? Obviously, I can't find it now, right off the bat. But he says something about like when you listen to ninety five percent of the hunters, and you do what ninety five percent of the hunters do, you get the success of ninety five percent of the hunters. But if you think outside the box, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but if you think outside the box, um, you know, that'll give you the chance to have the success of the 5% hunters of hunters. You know, that's like the hard thing too, because, you know, I guess you know, the majority of people aren't willing to go you know, put in the extra work to go to the 10,000 feet. So I wonder how much of the numbers game plays into effect there too. So like, you know, 95% of the people are hunting at 8,000 feet. So I, got, I, I, got an, or I got a quick interjection there. Do you think, do you think with the way that the popularity of hunting um, as far as is, I mean, it's kind of weird because like the hunting community is kind of a minority to an extent, but then at the same time, there's been a lot of popularity with hunting and everybody's saying the same thing about how deep to go and how further to go. So when we, when we say those phrases, like, uh, you know, we're going in further than most people, but every, every channel, every, every big hunters is saying the same thing, right? So do you think that that's kind of less true now that more and more people are actually getting deeper in the woods because of what all the professionals are saying? I think right now it is. I think we're kind of so new, like kind of the cusp of all this information, I think. So like maybe, you know, like in the next year or two, it's going to change again. You know, like it's been, you know, like this for years and people like oh i just go a little further deep a little deeper in i've been having finding success and people like oh okay i'll start getting in shape and going a little further in so i feel like it's gonna i feel like you know like this year next year maybe three years from now it'll probably be okay until people really start cluing into it 
Yeah, until you get more people pushing further and further well, back. You know, a little to kind of even humble myself. That's another thing too is uh, I think a lot of people have that thought like, oh, all we got to do is get further in. But then you start actually doing the work and you realize that you're not quite in shape as you thought you were. And right. uh, that kind of holds you back too. A no, bit. it does. Like, you know, like, like I said this week and I was two miles back and uh, like I said, I, my, my lungs burned a couple times <laughs> um, heading up there. It took, it's kind of interesting. So it, I don't know how long it took me going up because I was hunting my way up, taking my time. But coming down, I was about exactly an hour from where I hit the where I start, where I left where I put the stock on the deer to where I got back to the truck. It took me an hour to hike two miles huh. going downhill to get back to the truck. So Correct. it probably takes a little further getting out there because you're going uphill mostly. Right, and I think you know kind of a lot of things, a lot a thing, you know, a couple of mind things going on there too is uh, hiking uphill isn't all that fun. And especially trying to get two miles uphill, like, you know, you're going to hit a point where it's like, I got to be further than what people would be. I'm going to hunt in this area, you know, like maybe it is, you know, I don't know if it's a, where that magic number is, but yeah, you know, like it's, you know, there's definitely like, you know, that work where it turns into, I really don't want to go any further yeah. or, you know, like, nah, I probably should go a little further, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I will say though, that, uh, if I have the choice, I'd rather go uphill from the, from the truck or from the truck, whatever. I'd rather go uphill to where I'm going. And then back downhill on the way back, then the opposite way. Uh, <laughs> That's the one thing my wife's grandpa always tells me when I'm, we get talking hunting stories and packing stuff out. He's always all, you park your truck and then you hunt above it and <laughs> never go below it. <laughs> oh, it makes a ton of sense. I was thinking that where, where we were hunting, it, it was kind of like everything was downhill from us. So going out was real easy then you start walking back up and you're like man am i back to the camp yet right (laughs) i mean everything was it was kind of opposite for us everything was always uphill for us so true or on the way back it was uphill rather no and like i said you know it it plays with your mind you know trying getting out there a little further so i got a question for you do you feel like uh Cause I know this is one thing that, that I have the most trouble with. Um, I mean, it's kind of in the title. Do you, uh, do you kind of hunt where you think they'd be or do you try to focus on where, where they actually are? Uh, I feel like, so a lot of my time I, I hunt where I think they might be, but like this year, like I said, the Saturday I was taking my time trying to go up slower up the hill, trying to find out where they would be. Mm. You know, hopefully I could 
see movement or something. And that's partly why I kept moving up further up and up the hill was because I hadn't seen movement. So you're, so you're making those adjustments kind of, so do you feel like that's something that you've learned throughout the, throughout your season this year is, is uh, stop hunting where you think they might be or where you think they are and kind of hunt where they actually are. I think what, now that I think about it, what I've tweaked is I've been trying to, you know, be a little bit more mobile is try to go, try to go slow and find them, but keep moving, keep like crossing things off my list. And then, then what I do is I try to set myself up. So in the evening when they're out coming out the feed again, I have a good vantage point to see where they would be coming from. Right. I feel like, I feel like that that's a little bit, what's the word that I'm looking for? I feel like that's a little bit, um, so no matter what, you're always going out at, at first or at some point, you're always going out and going where you think they'd be. Right. Because you know, if, if, if hunters knew exactly where they are, or if you hunted where, where the deer are, then 95% of the hunters would be successful. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tricky thing there because most of the time you're just going out trying to figure out where they are. And uh, sometimes you do stop at the places where you think they would be because you're just trying to find something. Right. So like that's, so I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. Like I'll, when I'm hunting, I'll, I guess I don't know if that's, I think that's where they will be. Like if I see a clearing or, you know, like something, I'm like, well, I think there could be something in that area. So I'll stop and glass that area because I'm thinking there could be something there. And then evidently there's not. And the other thing I'm struggling with is with this scrub oak is kind of, you know, for the deer, it's awesome. Because, like, you can't really see into it, even though all the leaves have felt fallen off. Like, I still struggle seeing into it. And then if I decide to try to to hunt it i don't know how to hike how to make my way through it without making noise yeah you know like it's you know part of me is like i gotta start just busting the brush but how do you bust the brush and not scare the deer away like i haven't i'm not <laughs> you know and i feel like that's what i have to do maybe to be successful is because that's where they're hiding <laughs> yeah it's it, it it's tricky it's and then tricky. that's like the hard thing too with like being by myself is i wish i kind of had someone with me that i could leave up on a high point or me staying up on a high point if they're willing to hike and let them drop into the brush and see if anything gets pushed out and where it goes like if i which i'm not scared of getting out and like pushing the brush but if i spook something i'm not going to see where it goes so it's not like you know, it's kind of a downer on my side, but, you know, but I'm, but at least I'm moving, trying to figure out where they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough, uh, I mean, you just, it's just sometimes, I mean, it's just, 
Well, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. You know. So like, like I want to, like as we're talking, like one of the uh, paragraphs start off with, uh, "What do mature deer do if they sense pressure from hunters, and at the same time have all their nutritional requirements at higher elevations?" They head to those so-called unusual places. Like, you know, unusual places. Like, I think part of that is, at least where I'm hunting, is down into the cities, into the city limits. Because um, I, I think, I don't know, I remember if I said it on this one, but last Saturday night, was it Saturday night? Like it was dark. Maybe it was no. It was like Wednesday night. I think it was. Me and Jen went for a drive, trying to find a, a, new, a new access point for me to go hunting, and we're driving through through neighborhoods. We round the corner, and like I'm like, oh look, there's a doe. Oh look, there's another doe. There's another doe. Oh look, there's a buck. <laughs> uh. And so, and we weren't that far from the from like the outskirts of town from the but i didn't i you know there are still houses and so i think that's one of the things is that the deer are getting pushed into the town and then so that what's another unusual place that i don't you know i don't quite know yet <laughs> yeah maybe you could just uh start walk, walk, working your way up from some from the backyard of somebody's house and right maybe you'll run into them that way but that does seem to be, I mean, I think the deer and elk are maybe not so much elk in the city limits, but I think they're a lot smarter and we give them credit for as far as, um, you know, they, they know when there's pressure in the woods and, and they're going to move to spots that, that uh, they know that nobody's going to be willing to go or they're going to stay up high, you know, like the, the, oh, they're all moving down for elevation to eight to you know eight to six thousand feet well not if there's a bunch of pressure so right exactly trying trying to scan through here real quick and see if there's anything else that jumped out at me i think that's the biggest thing though is to just kind of put away what everybody you know says and and uh well i think think outside the box like he says i think there's some truth to that you know because it's always like you know it's always that person that does something different that you're like oh i don't want to be the dude that gets caught doing that or you know like oh that sounds too sounds like a newbie you know how many times do you see a newbie hunter getting like the biggest buck or you know just because they're doing something a little different oh you know that the yeah uh i i saw something on one of the facebook pages that i'm on and uh this guy got like a 380 bull or something like that and and uh but in his title he says he says yeah it's my first year out in a long time or something something in the in the those words and i'm like Son of a gun. I mean, just, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for him. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy for him, but I get a little bit jealous. Cause I'm like, man, I've been busting brush and 
this guy's like, oh, I'll try it out for the first time and, you know, gets a nice bull elk. I'm like, man. But you're right, though. I mean, you know, just doing, just trying to figure it out. And that's where I feel like we're at, where we have like, we have all this information. We're trying to check off the boxes, but then sometimes it's like, you're checking off so many boxes that you're kind of confusing yourself more than you are anything so at times. Right. Sometimes it's just nice to, and then, and then the frustration of not, I mean, this is what I went through the frustration of, of not getting anything or not having much activity come your way, you know, and then you start questioning everything that you're doing. Uh, I mean, that's, you're, you're like, okay, whenever I first came out here, I was pretty confident you know, and I was trying to check off all these boxes and do all the right thing. But now I'm questioning everything that I, my whole game plan, I'm questioning everything about it and I'm getting frustrated. And now, you know, nothing's still happening. I mean, I don't know. It just gets, it gets really, uh, really, you just, it's very easy to get mentally out of shape. I mean, it is. That was something that I definitely struggled with this last year. And then you start to spiral and not push yourself as hard as you want or you should and be giving up earlier when, you know, or you just looking at things a little different when you're kind of mentally worn out. Yeah, I definitely think that's something. I guess we haven't really talked about it because I felt like I tried pretty hard, but that you made you brought up a good point made me kind of brought me back to my hunt especially whenever I was by myself, like, yeah, I mean, just wanting to mentally give up, you know, I mean, I was out there doing everything that I thought I could do, but, but I was kind of being a baby about it and just like, oh, there's nothing out here anyway, you know, and man, what am I even doing out here? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's, it can, it gets to you. God, we already went an hour. You kidding me? Uh, well, let's get out of here then. <laughs> or I guess we're two minutes shy of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Well, I hope whoever's listening to this, time goes by as quick as it does for us, them as it does for us. <laughs> uh, it's amazing how fast the time goes by for us, but... Uh, you want to get us out of here, Joe? Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. If you stayed to the end, appreciate it. Um, hit the like button, subscribe. Uh, it's the easiest workout you'll get out today. Um, hopefully you enjoyed what, we're, what we talked about. Um, we'll catch up with you guys again. And hopefully you guys are staying warm and staying safe. Struggling hunters are out. Thanks, guys.